1: Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better family, better health, better business, and better self. Now, many of you are just like me, a small business owner, an entrepreneur. Um, Some of you are sole proprietorship or incorporated. And some of you are consultants, uh, home-based businesses, some are product inventors, and What is similar about all of us is that we work really hard to build our businesses to where it is today. And we need to protect what we have built. And this is why I'm so excited and honored to have my guest on today. Um, Our guest is Tony O'Brien. He is the Vice President of Risk Solutions at Northbridge Financial. And for over 30 years, he has been helping individuals and businesses protect themselves. And this is what I am just so excited for all of us to learn, as he is going to share with us three ways to watch our backs in small business, as well as strategies for positioning our business for success. I am just thrilled and honored to have Tony O'Brien, and here we go. Tony O'Brien, I am so honored to have you on my podcast, Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better better family, better business, better health, and better self. And I am just so honored to have you. Welcome, Tony.
0: Yeah, my pleasure to be here with you, Elaine. Absolutely.
1: Tony, I I know I just shared a little bit about you from your bio, but please fill in the blanks. Tell tell our listeners more about you right now.
0: Um, So uh, I think most importantly, uh, you know, great family, you know great, my wife Leslie. We've got uh, three great kids, and uh, more importantly than three great kids, is I have three grandchildren. Which uh, I gotta tell you, raising grandchildren uh, is a lot better than raising your own kids. So
1: <laughs> I love that in your bio, you said that you enjoy spoiling those three grandchildren, and I think they're very lucky to have you. Very, yeah, lucky.
0: No, absolutely.
1: How old are the grandkids?
0: um so they are nine six and two months oh my yeah yeah yeah. we've we've got a we've got a new one edition uh actually our first granddaughter uh whose name is lennon so my turns out my son uh, i didn't realize i never knew this uh he's a beatles fan and uh yeah, and John Lennon. So uh, wow.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, congratulations, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, L- Lennon. And that is a, a beautiful name. I will say, as I was a former school teacher and I taught for uh, 14 years, I've never, ever, ever once taught a Lennon. Yeah. So, so there, very beautiful yeah. and original. Yeah. Now, why I am just thrilled and honored to have you on our podcast is you represent the protector of small business. And, and I am honored to say that my small business, Easy Daisies, has been protected by True Shield Insurance for over the last five years. And one thing that, as Canadians, I mean, 150,000 new small businesses are formed every year. And I'm I'm honored and so delighted that I came across this one stat that Canada is the home to over 950,000 self-employed women. Wow, that is crazy. That's huge. That's, that's one third of the self-employed people in Canada. Yeah, and you know we we all work hard. We work hard, and we're we're learning as we go, and. We don't always have eyes around our back to see what's coming at us or we don't even know sometimes something that's coming at us. And that's why I appreciate having a good partner and a good partnership with someone who can take care of that because that's not my expertise. And so I'm I'm honored to know you, Tony, and I'm honored for what you represent. And I know I could talk forever, but I want to ask you a question. Why do you do what you do, Tony?
0: Why do I do what I do? Um, great question. You know, I've uh, so I've been in the insurance business, believe it or not, for thirty nine years.
1: You're not. Um, sure. and,
0: uh, and yeah, <laughs> and and you know what? It's been a great career. I've I've been exposed to so many different, you know, uh, businesses and um people. But with uh, with what we've done with True Shield, which was really a startup for our organization. You know, I'm part of a much bigger organization you know, or you know, $2 billion and all that good stuff. But with True Shield, what we've really focused on is supporting Canadian entrepreneurs. That, you know, that's why we launched it. And you know, while we love to, you know, sell people insurance policies, we really want to bring that educational component to the table, you know, especially for those people just starting out, mm-hmm. um, you know, guiding them as to things that he should be thinking about, um, when it comes to protecting their business, and uh, you know, I've you know, in previous roles, I've had I've dealt with you know multi million dollar accounts, um, and so it's such a unique swing to now you know I'm dealing with people who are doing less than fifty thousand dollars in revenue, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's so rewarding to see these people and what they invest into their businesses.
1: No, thank you, and and I I believe that. Canada and North America is built on small business and um, I, I always try my best to support small business and my husband's in a small business, his family's in a small business but it does make our community and, and I, I want to jump right in to ask you, there must be so many things in small business that we are unaware of as a small business owner that could blindside or come unexpectedly that we didn't even know about, and I could give my own examples of how many times I have been told, Elaine, you're too nice, you're gonna be taken advantage of, and then it absolutely happens by that same person. Yeah, yeah. oh, I had no idea they were warning me. But I would love to ask you, there, there must be, if I could sum it up, three ways for us to watch our back as a small business owner. What are three of those? Hey, Elaine, and the awesome small business owner who's listening right now, you need to know these three. There's probably a gazillion, but let's talk about
0: three. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Um, Number one, I I would say for a small business is be so careful with who you hire. Wow. Uh, Because as a small business, You know when you've got a a small team, and I know there's a lot of solopreneurs out there, but that you know that first person you hire can be so critical to the success of your business. So you know, doing background checks, making sure they've got the education and the experience that they're telling you. You know, do your homework. Just don't you know take people for what they say they're worth on on paper, um, because they're representing your company, and you know, as quickly as you can build up your company. Having the wrong people can take it down. Um, number two, um, it, it's kind of a, a, a new struggle uh, we've seen with businesses is actually cyber. Wow, people cyber. not yeah, people really not protecting their business from as simple things as you know backing up their data um, or um, you know installing you know um, antivirus you know software. Um, taking computers home, and you know, where all the information for the company is on one laptop, not realizing how easy it is for these hackers to go through, you know, other devices in the home to to access the information. So, really being careful from a from a technology perspective that they're protecting, you know, all the critical insights and customer information that they would have.
1: Wow! And with duplication, like copying or is that separate than than exposure of information
0: um so back it is different and backing up the information allows so you know if let's say for your business tomorrow morning you go in to log in and all of a sudden you get this flashing things you know you're, you've been hacked well if that's the only place for your you know your all your business information you're in trouble Whereas if you've got it backed up, you know, in the cloud or or on on something else, then you're not as exposed because, you know, you're, you know, and especially if it's client information too, you you know, you've got to be so, so careful. Um, And then number three would be contractual arrangements. Of
1: course, yes.
0: And and that's everything from, you know, if it's a business where a waiver may make sense, you know, telling people... Just don't go on Google and type in waiver and print out some generic form. You know, really invest in having a lawyer, understand what your business is and making sure it's specific to your business. Um, Also on the contractual side, you know, so many businesses now, when you look in the professional services side, you know, are entering into contracts with their customers. So making sure those contracts, you know, once again, are vetted by a lawyer that they're signed off of by a client because, you know, we see so many claims come in because a customer says the service didn't do what they said they were going to do and they don't have anything in writing to substantiate.
1: Yes, that is frightful. And, you know, I'm thinking of business, small businesses in, in two different realms of uh, product-based and service-based. And I think all three of those much watch how to watch your back on on who you hire on the cyber and on the contracts apply to both sides with product and with service-based um businesses now with with let's just say if a contract is um dealing with outside your province or even with another country do you need different insurance on
0: that as well um so you don't necessarily need different insurance but you know for canadian businesses venturing outside of canada with sales and services they've got to be so so careful um uh can i can i share a story with you
1: oh i love stories yes please
0: so um years years ago we had a, a program focused on travel agents and um one of the our insurers was a agency based out of winnipeg that um basically sold group tours well it was around the time of the beijing olympics and a uh well-off individual from texas um was looking to take a significant uh, uh contingent of his family over best deal he found was through this Travel agent in Winnipeg. Okay. He spent and fifty thousand dollars, flights, hotels, tickets to go to the Beijing Olympics. They get to the Olympics and uh, go to the opening ceremonies. Turned out some of the tickets were fraudulent. Not everybody could get in. Oh no. Okay. And and that happened throughout the you know the few weeks they were there. Um, different events, other fraudulent tickets. So Mr. Well-off uh, Texan comes back and he sues our travel agent. So one thing we were we were well aware of was um, if it's a claim made in the U.S., we have to defend it in the U.S. And everybody knows the U.S. is so much more litigious than, than Canada. But, you know, we were prepared for that. What we didn't realize was there's some different guiding principles. And so... We fought this claim um, and it ended up basically going to court. And the initial award was $2.5 million because it was deemed that when somebody purchases a product or a service, there's a level of enjoyment that should be expected out of that. And if they don't receive that, there's a multiple of what they paid. That they should receive. Um, So our initial payout was two and a half million dollars. We ended fighting. We ended up fighting it and eventually got it down to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, still, you know, on a premium that was probably in the three thousand dollar range, that's a big chunk of change to be paying out. So you know, knowing where you're doing business and what can go wrong. Um, even as for us as the insurer, is so so critical.
1: That is a very scary story. Mm-hmm. I did some cringing on that one. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing I always share with uh, women who are aspiring to to create products and and venture out is to start small and and. Stay in your, uh, start with a smaller radius, and become yeah. successful at that small radius before you grow big and expand and are not prepared for the unexpected. And yes, and and take your time to, to know your client or before you commit to a partnership because oh. I, I've been bitten before.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and, and what you say is so true, not only from a territory perspective, but what they're doing. And we, we so often get approached by small businesses who are doing multiple things and they're not focused on any one. Um, you know, we, we had a situation recently, somebody came to us, they were looking to open up a hair salon. And, you know, we said, yeah, no problem, we, we can help you out. And typically in a, in a hair business, we ask the question, do you provide any other services? Mm-hmm. thinking like manicures, pedicures, that type of thing. Well, this individual goes, oh, yes, I do. I officiate weddings. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, that's a very different risk. Not that it's extremely risky than cutting hair. And so, you know, you get these curveballs thrown at you that you, you got to figure out. And that's a simple one. Like some people come to us with a shopping list of what they're doing. And it's like, okay, we uh, – you know, we're, we're gonna struggle to to cover it here so um, so that focus for people I think is so so important
1: so I'm, I, I want to ask that question then what impacts getting insurance so i I know that I, I, I hear of many different small businesses and small business ideas coming at me and people are asking, well, do I get insured for this or can they cover me and i I don't know <laughs> and I yeah. I actually google it but yeah. yeah.
0: You are now my Mr. Google, Tony. Yeah. yeah. So, no, once again, another great question. The number one factor is what do you do? Mm. Okay. Um, And, you know, and to give a real simple example of that, and this is a, you know, what I, I share when I'm out talking to groups of entrepreneurs, you've got a plumber and an electrician, both doing the same revenue, both in the same territory, both very experienced. Okay, and I like to challenge people saying, who do you think would pay more, or would they both pay the same? And you know, people think electrician, electrical fire or homes burning down, people being killed, you know, versus oh, so what, you get some water in your basement. In actual fact, the plumber will pay three to four times what the electrician will pay, because the frequency of water damage claims from not tightening the washer, etc., you know, far outweigh the rare catastrophe of an electrical fire. Wow. So, so that what you do is is huge. Now, ne- you know, beyond that, you know, where you're doing business, so going back to my US story, uh is is very impactful. And then the revenues that a uh, that a business generates will will influence how much they're they're going to pay. Um other things that businesses need to think about. Um one of the ones I I really like to stress to people is if the business um, is dealing with vulnerable sectors, and when, when I say vulnerable sectors, we're talking children and senior citizens, Mm. because it's so sad to say, but, you know, abuse problems, you know, exist in the world, you know, and have four years. And so we're very, very careful when we're looking at businesses that, you know, are geared towards children. So, um, the, it, it, it's also, you know, some people come to us with some crazy ideas as, as to their business. And I'd love to know, hear some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, example.
1: And of course our listeners are like that's me. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Um, so, um, one business that we were able to help, um, and, and this wasn't too crazy was an individual who would help Canadian citizens who had heritage, though, from another country. So somebody, you know, that last name O'Brien, oh, you must be, you know, have Irish descent. How would, you know, and I'd like to get my Irish um, passport. And so this business actually helped people secure their passports in their that native country, which I, which I thought was really good. And we were, we were able to help out that individual. The one I... Couldn't help um, uh, was I, I was doing a talk to a group of entrepreneurs, and I like to go around and say, "Oh, what are you doing, or what are you looking to do?" And it was this younger fellow, and I go, "So you know, what's what are you looking to do?" And he goes, "I'm starting a cuddling business." And I said, "Excuse me," and I said, "Cuddling like we're talking cuddling." High. He goes, "Yes." I said, "Okay, I've never heard of this," and so he went on to say, "You know, very." Apparently, it's popular in other areas of the world, you know, and I and I said, so what's the premise here? He says, well, you know, you go to work, you've had a bad day, you go home, you're feeling a little down, you phone up 1-800-CUDDLE, and they send somebody over. And so I said, you know, I think it's a nice idea, but I said, you know, there's a real potential exposure here of somebody... You know, talking about abuse and, and all that. Good stuff. Yes. So we weren't able to help out Mr. Cutler. <laughs> um, but then the, and then the other thing I like to stress to people is, you know, pretty much every business that launches now has a website. Yes. And, and what we tell them is be honest with what your business is and, and what you're doing. Um, because so many people tend to embellish, you know, what they're doing um, or what they can do. Um, We actually were approached by a business that was selling a a product um, that was applied to the body and uh, which we were okay with, but the team said, you know, I'm gonna take a look at their website. And on their website, they actually claimed that their product helped cure a disease. Um, I won't mention the disease in case, you know, somebody could relate back to where this was. And it was like, that is just, you know, obviously, if they could cure this disease, they would be zillionaires. And, but there's no way that was happening. And so, you know, it it was one of those things where, you know, we, we told them we couldn't help them, but it just, you know, stresses that point of, you know, be very honest about your business. Don't embellish because, you know, it can come back to haunt you.
1: That those are all very, very great and valid points, and and I I, I know that uh, having the, uh, the proper insurance to protect you the hard work that small business owners do daily is part of positioning your business for success, and and I, I want to touch on that because I I know that you having done this for what did you say thirty. Nine. 39 years. years—you have seen a lot, Tony. Yeah. So if, if you could give us some points, even if it's three, I, I seem to like the number three Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because maybe my brain doesn't remember more than three. Yeah. But if you could give us three points on positioning a business for success, what would you say from all you have seen would be, these are three you must remember?
0: Yeah. Um, so for me... I'm going to come at it maybe from a bit of a different angle here, Elaine. Um, I think number one is fail fast, you know, because you see, you know, and, and I know they're embellished, but, you know, you watch the shark tanks and the dragon stands of the world and you hear these crazy numbers of people of dollars they've poured into a business. Um, you know, to me, it's so, so important that, you know, people, if something isn't working, stop. You know, because you know, you can basically uh, become bankrupt very, very quickly. Um, you know, the another point I I like to raise with people, and this was something I was introduced, introduced to a couple of years ago, is having a personal board of directors. And and, and the whole concept there is, you know, who are, who is that group of people? Maybe two people, maybe five people. You don't want too many. That you can go to and and, and talk about your ideas and, and your plans and get honest opinions, you know, um, from people to, to challenge you because that's the one thing any business needs to do. They need to consistently challenge what are they doing, is it working, what do they need to change. And the and the third one I would say is be realistic with numbers Mm. because so many people you know overestimate how successful they're going to be you know and that impacts how much they may invest in doing something um you know what you know to set up a business etc and you know like people need to do their homework they need to understand okay what's the what's the market what's the size of the market i'm i'm going after here who are the other players Mm. how am i going to differentiate myself from you know from my competitors um and it's it's almost like i'd like to tell people you know so if you come up with your revenue goal cut it in half and then take 10 percent of that and then that should be you know your starting point because you know there's always there's always going to be surprises um Uh, that's
1: that's a great visual i i really appreciate how you said that Take that goal, cut it in half, and then take ten percent of that. That's okay. realistic. Now, I, I, I love all three. I'm just even going to reiterate them because those three points are amazing. They are like those three points alone is was just worth listening, talking to you, Tony. The fail fast, right? When it doesn't work, get out, stop, stop right away. Like don't drag in. Uh, and lose more money, um, having that personal board of directors, and we're not talking about your parents or people yeah, who yeah. are your fans and, and say whatever you do is great, but no, people who are like going to tell you the honest truth and say, yeah, that is not going to work. Where is the market? How will you get the money to do this? Yeah. And why are you doing this? It can't just be because it's cute. and. Yeah. And that last one of be realistic with the numbers and, and what you were saying always made me think of, you know, you're, you're writing a business plan because you want to know who that market is, what are the other players in the market and, and the pros and cons of, of all of it. So it almost sounds like you have to create this business plan for every new uh venture within that business almost, or how your business is changing and evolving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I talk about the numbers, um, you know, when we first were launching TrueShield, one of the key drivers for us was we took a look at the Canadian small business marketplace from an insurance perspective. Mm -hmm. And we estimated it was somewhere in the Six to seven billion dollar range. And I'm not going to share with you sort of what we thought, oh, geez, if we could get X percent, you know, that would be great. I will tell you what we did think we were going to get, we got a, you know, we've seen a fraction of it. And a big, and what we found out after the fact was people don't change their insurance provider very often. It's about 6% a year, um, you know, between 6 and 7%. And so all of a sudden, and and that's not only ourselves going after those customers, there's, you know, all sorts of other insurance companies. And where our success has come is actually with the first time buyers. Like the majority of our, a significant percentage of our customers have never bought insurance before. They're not necessarily startups. Um, you know, we get a lot of calls from people who've been up and running for years, and there's that moment in time, it may be a customer wants proof of insurance, or it may be they've now grown to a point where they're more concerned about protecting their liability. And so that's where we've seen our success. So, you know, if we were to turn back the clock, you know, it would have been a different game plan as to how we're approaching it because we've now, you know, we've adjusted how we're approaching the business. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, if there's a fourth point, you got to be nimble. You got to be, you know. Um, okay, that's not working. Here, we're now going to do this. You know, it ties into the fail fast concept, but it's, you know, being, uh, you know, being able to pivot quickly is really, really important.
1: Absolutely, and I, I and I want to touch on. So, going back to other examples or, or stories. I, I love your stories, Tony, of, of maybe some examples of how businesses didn't even know that that was going to be an issue. And here it is, because I'm sure you have seen so many interesting cases. And it could be anything, because yeah, I, I know that uh, the person listening to us right now maybe um, have a home office or they... Sure. Um, or a home-based business, or they are that consultant who is a a coach of, a business coach, a life coach, or a product-based business. And and I know you've seen it all, and I I would love to hear something that we should be prepared for that we might not even know that can happen.
0: No, so so great. Um, No, absolutely. So a a couple things I think that are important um number 1 is the insurance business is a little strange in the sense of how we define businesses and so and and where i what i'm talking about here is it used to be years ago professionals were lawyers doctors and accountants okay and but what's happened over time is in the insurance world our list of who's deemed to be a professional now is grown exponentially. And under professionals now is everything from home stagers, interior designers, photographers, um, you know, all, all the different consultants uh, that are out there, web designers, and the list goes on. Strangely, somebody like an electrician who needs to do $4,000 or 4,000 hours of apprenticeship work, et cetera, isn't deemed to be a professional. So, what's important for those businesses we deem as professionals is that they're buying the right coverage. Because most businesses here, oh, I need general liability coverage, you know, good old slip and fall insurance. Whereas for these professionals, it's more important that they actually have professional liability. Having both is key. Um, but you know, their biggest exposure is the professional liability and, you know, go back to my travel agent claim out of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. That was a professional liability claim, you know, that happened there. Wow. Now, and another story wasn't an insured of ours, but, um, it was a photographer and, uh, this photographer was hired to do a wedding. You know, they were experienced in doing weddings. They go, they take the, you know, they go to the wedding, they take the pictures. A couple weeks later, they go to see the happy couple. Uh, surprisingly still married after two weeks, but, you know, that's that's good. And they uh, sit down and they go through all the proofs to, so they could pick the final pictures. So they go through and it's, hey, are you, know, are you happy with the pictures? Yeah, great pictures, but um, where's the picture of the first kiss? And the, the photographer goes, huh? Oh, you know what? Sorry, I missed that. You know, there was so much going on, but you know, hopefully, you're happy with the rest of the pictures. Well, they weren't happy. They were pissed, uh, unhappy, yes. and they sued the photographer. Wow! And uh, under that, uh, under their, pro- luckily, photographer had professional liability coverage, and they uh, ended up uh, paying just under. Uh, Seven thousand dollars in in a claim back to the couple.
1: Oh my goodness! So
0: you know, I know seven thousand dollars isn't a lot, but there's not a lot of people out there who just have an extra seven thousand dollars sitting in the bank no. to pay him. So having that right coverage, you know, was was key.
1: Wow, that that is uh, unexpected. But yes, I guess when people are not happy sometimes they're really, really not happy and want some type of compensation.
0: Yeah, and then when you tie that back into, you know, with something I mentioned earlier about the contracts. Yes. It's Okay, what did the contract say, I will capture all key moments, you know, including, you know, cutting the cake, the first kiss, et cetera, or was it a little more general? Um, you know, and, you know, think about, you know, web designers. Um, you know, uh, the whole consultant world, like business coaches, you know, what are people saying in those contracts to protect them in the event somebody comes back and and says, hey, you know, I just lost my job because the advice you gave me didn't work out. So,
1: yes, that is very scary. And, you know, I'm listening because I I also do uh, consulting on, uh, on the side because I have so many people who ask me, how do I create my product? What do I do next? How do I get into retailers? And all great questions. And And so sometimes I I do that uh, on the side um, very rarely, but I, I do have a, a contract as well uh, yeah. to cover, cover that because they are just my opinions, my own experience. Yeah. And, and it's different for everybody, but I'm sharing what I have learned for myself. Yeah. And, and it is just that. But, um, yes, that could be very scary. And, you know, talking about the wedding, I remember when my husband and I got married and we met with our photographer and, and he sat down saying, okay, you know, these are generally the pictures I take. Yeah, is yeah. there anything you want more of? So he was covering himself very well. For sure. He's like, do you want one with each of your moms and with the flower girls? Um, yeah. Is there like, do you want a capture of the groom as the bride is walking down? Like, very specific. But yes, those are, like, we wouldn't know. We didn't think of it because we've never been married before, but, but yeah. because he knew some of those special moments. So yes, that first kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah.
0: horrible for that poor photographer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and and we see claims, um, for example, uh, interior designers, home home stagers. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's paid to you know stage a home for sale, and you know the home doesn't sell for the value that the people think they should have got for it. You know, next thing you know, it's say hey, you know you didn't stage it properly, you didn't show it. You know, and you know it doesn't take much to stretch the imagination to see what can go wrong and. People it's, it's sad to say, but people can be very unreasonable. And and their expectations sometimes are just unrealistic. And what do they do? They they end up suing people.
1: Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Okay, let's 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 move on to something that I, I know that some of us are shaking now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But but these are true issues, right? And and I, I am so honored, Tony, to have you on this podcast because you are just a wealth of knowledge and information and you have seen it all in those 39 years. And so if we could leave our listener with, I'm gonna say five things, five things that they need to double check right now to make sure that they should be covered for. And I'm thinking of a female entrepreneur, who is working from home, has a home based office and whether she has a product or is a service based uh, business, and maybe she has less than three staff, which I I know that I can think of a dozen women right now on the Uh, top of my head. What are five things she must make sure that her insurance provider is covering for her?
0: Okay. Um, So,
1: Putting
0: you on the spot, honey. Yeah, no, no, it's so. First thing is um, home based businesses. People need to understand, um, and we hear this all the time, that if you're home based, your homeowner's insurance isn't covering your business. Okay, um, There are extensions that all sorts of you know, home insurers will provide but it's very restricted coverage Mm -hmm. so we strongly recommend that people purchase a commercial policy so that's that's number one Uh, number two is making sure you're purchasing the right coverage and so and when i say right coverage it's a combination of you know you know professional liability as an example for those for those types of businesses as well as the limits that they're purchasing, and you know, in an example of what where somebody may want to be thinking about a different limit of liability, you've got two people who have a home cleaning business that they run. Okay, one person's cleaning, you know, the you know the 500 square foot condos, um, you know, and the other one's cleaning, you know, the 5,000 square foot mansions. Okay. The one doing the condos from a general liability perspective, you know, so in case they damage some property or something goes wrong, yeah, they can probably get away with a one or two million dollar limit of liability. The one doing the mansions, they should have a higher limit of liability because chances are if something goes wrong, okay, they're going to be sued for a lot more. Mm. Okay, so knowing your customer and what you're doing, selling. Or, or, providing as a service, um, and getting the right limits there is, is key. Um, if if you've got if you've got staff, um, you know, depending on what province you're in, making sure that you're registered with the you know, the workers' compensation board of you know yes. of, of the province. Yes. Because the commercial policies do not cover staff. Okay. it's now they, they they only cover bodily injuries to third parties not employees hmm. um, and then you know I go back to the make sure the people that you hire are good because you know if they're out there and they're representing your business and they're the ones you know providing the service if they're not fully qualified it's gonna come back against the business very true, um, true. the the um, And then making sure you keep your policy updated Um, and especially businesses where um, there may be equipment involved. And so, you know, you've got a, you know, uh, a bakery, you know, that starts off with the low end oven, et cetera. Business takes off, they want to upgrade, making sure that that equipment, you know, is is insured properly with, with the company is, is important.
1: Absolutely. And even with the change in your partnerships, because I know that I took on one of the national retailers that I now have, and I had to increase my liability uh, coverage.
0: Okay. Yeah. As well. Absolutely. Um, And trade shows,
1: trade shows, you have to make sure you are updating and putting in that specific menu and, and trade show because they'll want to see, a specific copy
0: for, for that trade show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, am I at five yet or
1: you can talk forever because you're just so knowledgeable. And I, I think I have three. So if you want to throw two more, Um,
0: I think the, um, the, the other thing is, is just being a smart risk taker. Um, you know, and, and I know we've, we've talked about hiring people. We've talked about cyber, but you know just um, you know, taking you know, taking on business that fits within your area of expertise you know and that's more you know i would say from the servicing uh, bucket you know so businesses uh, that you know are you know doing consulting like don't don't take on a job that is outside your, your area of expertise or, or your capabilities. Um, that's no, I, I, really think that's, I think that's so, impo- so important. I um,
1: totally agree. And it's okay to say no because not every opportunity is your opportunity. And, and, and don't be afraid to say no. Is what I often yeah. share with women entrepreneurs because they're like, but it's such a, big opportunity. You know, if you're not ready and if you can't handle it, it will come back. Yeah. And, and it, it uh, will leave a, a mark because it doesn't go away. And I'm speaking for an experience too. And, and I'm okay to say no to yeah. big retailers or certain retailers. And even people who say, Oh, I'd love to carry uh, easy daisies. And, you know, I've done my research on their, their stores and I, I didn't see the fit. And yeah. I, don't know how it's going to work and I want it to be successful for them as well. And I have backed out of, and I've said, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you see so many people are just desperate, you know, and they take, they take on more than they can handle. Um, so, you know, so important to be selective in, in how, you know, how they look to build their business.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm speaking from experience that I've done that unfortunately in the beginning where I was so excited to get these purchase orders and I I could not fulfill the the order and it has left a mark on it it does not look good for that uh, retailer to have empty shelves where I'm supposed to provide inventory. And that was one of my early in my first two years. And I have learned now do not go there unless I am ready to to make sure I can fulfill all orders,
0: for sure. Um, and one last thing I, I'd like to also mention is picking a physical location. You know, I know there's a lot of home-based businesses, but you know, a lot of businesses still operate out of, out of bricks and mortar. You know, you know, just don't jump at the at the best deal out there. Mm-hmm. Like, take the time. You know, is there foot traffic? If it's you know mm-hmm. uh, that's available for your business, mm-hmm. who are the neighboring businesses? You know, are they attracting businesses or you know making businesses go away? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so really thinking through where you're going to locate is is key. It can, in fact, impact you know your insurability, but more importantly, it can impact you know how successful your business may be.
1: And Tony, so for. I, and I, I can think of several uh, right now businesses who have a brick and mortar location or are looking to expand and, and uh, have a, a different location, an additional location. Do you recommend that they should talk to their insurance company first about that next location? Is that something that happens or no?
0: Absolutely, because it, it can impact the premium they pay so you know better than know, you know, they may be choosing between two locations and one because of you know construction and location um it's going to be cheaper than, than the other and so it may help help them make that that call because we you know, we track all sorts of things now um you know obviously construction of a building impacts insurability uh but flood zones for example like the, the technology behind being able to track what area is more prone to a flood is, 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 is unbelievable now. Um, you know, when you, you think of factors, hey, like we just went through uh, in uh, northeast Calgary with the hailstorm there, you know, um, there's, we know there's certain areas in Alberta that are mo- more prone to hailstorms than others. There's some areas that are more prone uh, to flooding than others so that you know it can have a significant impact yeah. um and it's it's not only the thing to think about too it's not only what you may save on insurance but if all of a sudden there's a claim and you've got to shut down your business mm-hmm. um you know there's some scary stats on the number of businesses that experience a claim even if it's insured that don't reopen oh boy yeah so you know so the the Better you can protect that business from any claim, the you know, the more sustainable the business certainly can be.
1: No, absolutely, all incredible points, and and I, I'm sure that uh, our listeners are taking notes like I have been while we were talking, and and we will have a lot of that in our show notes um, as well. And Tony, while our listener is listening, if they wanted to reach out and contact you or True Shield, where should they go?
0: Um, yeah, so they can certainly, uh, easy ways to go to our website, um, you know, at uh, trueshield.ca. Um, and there's, you know, there's all sorts of information there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it stays very current. Like there's a lot of insights on COVID, for example, right now about reopening a business and things businesses should be thinking about. Um, we've got industry specific insights there as well. Um, depending on the type of business, we actually have a buy online capability. So uh, where people actually don't even have to talk to an agent, they can get a quote uh, right online. If they want to buy, they can buy online and pay for it online. So um, you know a lot of good stuff on the website. And then you know if people want to reach out to you, Elaine, I have no problem with you sharing uh, like my email address and and connecting us. So. No, I'd be more than happy, happy to speak to any of your uh, followers.
1: No, thank you. I I just want to say and reiterate what you just said, Tony. Your, the website for True Shield is incredible. It's so helpful. It has, it's an amazing resource for any small business because, as you said, there, there's touch points on every aspect that you might not even know about that you need to be covered or to be protected. And, you know, and I keep saying that, Having you as my partner, as True Shield as my partner, I feel that someone's watching my back for me, and, and I'm very grateful for that. And so, yes, um, and I know that we have a commercial that has been sharing how they can get a free quote. You can get a free quote. Um, there is absolutely no strings attached. It's you entering about your business. And what's amazing about True Shield is it tailor makes that insurance policy for your specific business. And so that it is helping you to be covered for what you need to be protected for. And so, yes, it is trushieldinsurance.ca slash createbetter. And it'll take you straight to getting that free quote um, for, your, for your small business. Tony, I am so honored that you we're on this podcast with me today, and I just wanted to ask you two questions before we go. What's your favorite book that you can recommend for our our listeners? Because it's summertime and they might need a summer read. Is
0: there uh,
1: a book? I'm gonna I'm book. gonna make it easy for you. You can say a book or a movie.
0: <laughs> a book or a movie, geez. Um, so on the book side, I'm a I'm a sports fan, and so I love reading books about. Uh, you know, athletes, particularly more particularly hockey. Um, so, uh, you know, and I've actually got a bunch I haven't read because people they, they know that and they they give them to me. So I've got a, a few still to read. Um, but you know, one of my favorites was a, a Bobby Orr book. Um, my husband probably has that book. <laughs> um, and, and one that I've just recently been given that I haven't read yet is actually a, a type tig- a book on Tiger Woods. So I'm kind of curious to. Uh, hear what's in there. Cause I'm sure it'll be very, very interesting. I am sure. I'm sure
1: there will be a lot about his father who was quite his, his uh, role model. And, and, and um, yeah, that will be definitely an interesting read. Yeah. And my second question then that, that I'm going to leave with is my podcast. Uh, it's all about how to create better and, I, I would love your tip on how to create better family. Now, I know we talked about business. I just want to hear your tip as um, how long have you been married? First of all, I just want to ask that.
0: Um, Putting you long, on the spot. A, a long time. <laughs> yeah, we, we, We've been together 35 years. Yeah, well,
1: That is beautiful. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. And you have yeah. three children, three beautiful grandchildren. Yeah. And one very new, two months old. Yeah. So your one tip for how to create better family?
0: Um, t- taking family time, mm. you know, is is so important. And, you know, I think back to it, it was when our kids were really, really young. And I remember, you know, coming home from work one day and, you know, hey, dad, what, you know, can you play this game with me? And, and the first, oh, no, I'm pretty tired. And then it was like, what are you saying here? Like, no that's you know it's like yeah for sure let me get changed and and that's it, I don't know it was it was a turning point for me wow. in, in being a parent and ever since then it's uh, it's been something I, I've been very very conscious of and uh, you know and as I said earlier you know it, it's great with the grandkids being able to do stuff with them and uh, do it all over and at the end of the day being able to say okay go home now <laughs>
1: I I love it and I love it and I love it and I I so appreciate that reminder of, hey, if our children say, can you read with me or can you play a a game with me or go for a bike ride with me? And, you know, because they will stop asking. So when they do ask, that's an excellent reminder, Tony. Thank you for saying. I want to say I'm tired. I want to say I just want to lie down. But yeah. Okay. And yeah let's do that and you know I, most recently I've, I've been invited to speak on stages to talk about how to create better health and focus and because I've I've recently become a, a spokesperson for Heart and Stroke Foundation because I Fantastic. had a stroke uh, two years ago and often I share that we need to learn to master the art of single tasking because we are in such a multitasking world where it is very glorified to be that multitasker, juggling all sorts of things. But our children, our spouse, they won't remember those multitasking moments, but they will remember the times when we single task with them.
0: Yeah, whether we're absolutely. playing a
1: game with them, where it's just cuddling on the couch watching a trilogy of some sort. Yeah. Those are the moments. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, it doesn't take much.
1: Thank you. Thank no. you with all my heart for that last and beautiful tip of remembering family time and Tony I just have full gratitude for you and for taking this time and I want to say to our listeners I'm so honored that this is Tony's first ever podcast so I'm like triply honored here and um, I just want to say thank you again Tony and to our listeners thank you thank you so much for listening and joining us I I know as a small business owner that I learned and got reminded of many key things that I need to protect uh, my small businesses with. And so thank you again, Tony, for that.
0: Yeah. Hey, thank you, Elaine. It's uh, always a pleasure uh, speaking with you.
1: Okay, we just want to say... Um, I'd be honored if you could take a moment and if you wanted to leave a review on iTunes, that would be awesome too. Or if you wanna reach out to me on Twitter or on Instagram, I'd be happy to to hear what you have to say. And if you have any questions like Tony said, um, either Tony and I'd be happy to answer those questions. So thank you again and have a most wonderful, fabulous day, everyone. Bye for now.
0: Thanks Elaine.